Finally, we are here. We have done the stuff that is lesser. Music. <laughs> Television. Double. <laughs> horror movies. That's fine. They are films. Film minuses, we will say. But now <laughs> it is time for the overall movies. My name is Ryan, and I will be your host of not only this preview show segment, but the overall uh, bracket show to see what is the greatest movie of 2023. And quite an honor for me, but I cannot do this alone. I will also be doing this with the guy who brought us the single greatest movie of 1974. Is that what we just did? 1973. Uh, Martin Scorsese's here. Great. Do you have a Martin Scorsese? Uh does he kind of sound like this, Ryan? I love it. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Brush your eyebrows <laughs> up and out, and that'll help. That's because it's me, Martin Scorsese. Hi, everybody. Mean now, Streets. Now, why would Martin Scorsese say it's Martin Scorsese unless it was Martin Scorsese? Greg, are you ready to uh, kill some movies? Get out of here, Martin. Uh, sorry, I had to shove this weird guy out of the way. Yeah, uh, no, actually, Ryan, I am not. Um, they make so many movies every single year and it's way more good ones than 16 way more good ones than 16 so many more your compatriot for movie of the year greg mike is also here mike is that true is it more or less than 16 movies it's more which is why we do the horror movie bracket those are all the more (laughs) it's these 16 plus the eight we'll do for horror those are the good movies of the year now uh on that episode that the best movie of 1973 was covered mean streets was Nate, Nate, you are here to help us kick eight of these movies out and decide the best film of 2023. How's it going, bud? Oh, it's going great. I'm still kind of uh, basking in my win on that episode. I feel like I I beat the resident Scorsese expert Mm. on the pod, which is cool. Is that is it cool? I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah, it's as cool as taking your pants off and showing them to girls. Showing your pants, your pants? Oh, yeah. yeah. I love to show off my pants. They're Uniqlo ankle pants. That's uh, He's referencing Robert De Niro in the movie and not yeah. me or something that That's I me did. That's I definitely thought thing. that Ryan was running around doing that. Uh, Our Johnny. And making her triumphant return to the pop Woo. filter umbrella, still wearing her pants. Kate is here. Kate, how are you? <laughs> I am so well. I'm so excited to be back. I've spent the last couple of years... And sort of a training montage until uh, <laughs> no, note the new and improved microphone. <laughs> so all you built that better. Yourself. Note the shag haircut. I'm a lot stronger than I was before. So look out. Is it true that the mic gave you that haircut? <laughs> he did not, but uh, he definitely inspired it. That is awesome. My mic's ma- yeah, mic's uh, yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> and <laughs> see everyone bailed on it. Face. <laughs> bailed on it. Absolutely, openly did. Is it true <laughs> that you spent the last three years watching 2023 movies? Yeah, well, uh, two of it was definitely spent emotionally preparing for the process. I mean, uh, to, I'll be honest. I don't think I've been watching as many movies since the last time we've met. It's definitely not as much. I had to do a lot of catching up when I agreed to do this episode. I realized how few films on the bracket that I'd, I'd, I'd seen. But I'm making good progress. So, Did you remember how be to watch Be prepared for movies. some good takes. Oh, shit. Buckle in, folks. Takes are coming. (laughs) The takes are hot, so get your uh, oven mitts on. Guys, uh, we have 16 movies, but that's too many movies. Uh, I think that there were over 500 uh, feature films that were released in 2023. 
Uh, wow. we had I don't some, think that's possible. <laughs> we I, had I, some I, help check, from the check that. Who's who's the producer that checks the, these numbers? Uh, Jamie, can you get on that? <laughs> we had uh, some help from critics that narrowed it down to 16, and that's too many movies. So we're going to narrow that right now down to eight, and we're going to spend like 20 minutes doing that. Uh, but before we do that, there's five of us. We're going to take the bottom five seated movies and we're going to say uh, we're going to put them in peril and maybe kick them out right now okay so uh the 16th seated passages the 15th seated the boy and the heron i have issue saying a number and then seated the 14th seated the all of us strangers the 13th seated spider-man across the spider-verse and the 12th seated fallen leaves they could all go right now what i'm going to do is i'm going to roll these dice and I'm going to come up with a random order. Ooh. Okay? And then you, if you go first, you can pick one of those movies and replace it with any 2023 movie that you want. And what's your favorite movie this year, Ryan? Uh, <laughs> why? Are you going to uh, kick it out immediately? I'm going to replace it with After Yang. <laughs> <laughs> That's for long-time listeners. Long-time listeners. And oh, it's After Sun. Not yeah. after Yang, but I yeah. did love nah. I did love after Yang too. So <laughs> after Yang is dope, man. I didn't wound our friendship by booting after Yang. <laughs> uh, after Sun and Tukibuki, those are the two yes movies that I hate. But doing. who's keeping track? Uh, just me, Kate. You are up first. It's going to go Kate, Nate, rate, mate, great. And so, Kate, you are up first. Any of those five movies, which one is gone right now? Um, of these five movies, uh, I'm going to go ahead and kick Passages out. Um, I am going to opt in instead for Fremont. Did anyone here see Fremont this year? I've only heard wonderful things. I'd have you to... know, it's, uh, it's a quiet movie, but it's actually one of the, the most staying films I've seen. And I saw it in, in the cinema, so it was really cool. And it's a, a very gentle story, and I'm very big into those these days. So yeah, Fremont. Is it short? What? Is it short? <laughs> Is it short? Um, I don't think it's short. I mean, it's definitely thin at the beginning. It reads at the beginning like a student film a little bit. But uh, the basically, I, I, for those who don't know what the plot is, um, Fremont is set in... Uh, uh, Fremont, California, obviously. Represent. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. Um, and Dania is a Afghan, from Afghanistan. She's a refugee uh, who worked as a translator for the United States Army uh, and has moved here and begun working at a fortune cookie factory. Ah. Um, and, uh, yeah, she, through a kind of a listlessness, finds herself uh, writing fortunes for the company. Um, and that's a, a perfect setup for a film, in my opinion. And it's only 91 minutes, which is the perfect length of a movie. Perfect. <laughs> You're length. right. It is the, the ideal length. Yeah. That's going to be big when it comes to voting time. Awesome. Okay. So um, anybody can kick out Fremont if they want to piss off Kate. And anybody can uh, put passages back just so Okay. We, know. we could scoop that back up. Yeah. All right, Nate. You are up next. Okay. What, what's left that I, have to, that I can remove? <laughs> um, Fremont, Spider-Man, The Boy and the Heron, All of Us Strangers, and Fallen Leaves. Let's uh, let's say goodbye to fallen leaves. Thanks. What are you a gardener? Don't need it. <laughs> All right, what are we doing? 
I mean, this is tough because uh, I'm I'm most concerned about one of the other movies on the kickoffable list, uh, but I can't do anything with it because it hasn't been kicked off yet. So uh, I'm gonna throw, I guess, just out of a, a preponderance of something, I'm gonna throw the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that's ever made oh. onto the list. Oh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, which is also just a, a good movie about a fine in choice. finding yourselves, coming together, and, and yes. found family, and all. It's it's beautiful. It's It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It'll make you crave pizza. It's uh, full of perfect performances. Essentially just the same movie full. as Fremont? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Ninja Turtles is on the list. Not the best movie. Uh, Ninja Turtles movie because that was obviously Secret of the Ooze, but that's fine. All they right, you say ooze a lot though, Ryan. If you remember, they do a whole big bit about ooze. There's milking in this movie. Ooze. There's no milking in Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> the world could use less milking. <laughs> I am up next, and this to me looks like a perfect unbeatable bracket. I don't know what I'm gonna do here. Yeah, can you just leave it static, Ryan? You can. Uh, I mean, it makes you a little wiener but a chicken oh okay <laughs> a film cuck <laughs> oh no <laughs> uh, i think what i'm going to do is i'm going to take off uh spider-man across the spider-verse you can't can you do that no i'm gonna take off a <laughs> um a children's film that was a lot worse than that i'm gonna take off mutant mayhem <laughs> who gives a shit and I'm going to put um, <laughs> the movie that I kept asking people to watch all year, and they would not for two reasons. Uh, they said it was a girl's movie, and it has one of the worst titles of all time, despite the fact that they've been hearing it their entire lives. It's, call it's called Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Hell yeah. And that is the best movie of the year that is not on this bracket. I just watched that, Ryan, and it is a tour de force. Banger it feels like reading a Judy Bloom book. Like that, they captured the feeling of it. I think perfectly. Did you have you? Well, I, I think I have a sincere question for you two because it seems like you two are are the champions for this movie right now. Do you have a Judy Bloom shaped hole in your heart? Like, is that a thing you grew up reading? When did Judy Bloom first enter your world, or is it through this film? No, uh, for me, I, in like sixth grade, I I read a, like a couple of her books, or like when I was a young reader, I read a, a couple of her books. I grew up on uh, Fudge, which is why I weigh what I weigh right now. Um, and then, <laughs> as a when I got like into fourth grade, fifth grade, I read. There was a couple books about boys jizzing that I had a lot of questions about. That's yeah. that's what she does, right? Yeah. For little kids, is like yeah, she she gets you Here's to the deal. yeah to know about stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like she was my first internet. I would say. <laughs> And I mean, that, that's so perfect because that's like, that's what Are You There, God is Me, Margaret is all about, right? Like this trying to figure out what is, what is all the stuff that goes on and trying to cobble it together uh, yourselves with your little kid detective friends and try to, everyone joins their knowledge together and tries to paint a picture of the world that is fast approaching them. And it's very much the blind leading the blind. <laughs> but I will say this, growing up when I did, as a dude, if I had read a book with a girl protagonist, I would have been arrested. So this boys was... won't do it. <laughs> boys yeah. will not will not read a book with a, a, a female protagonist. This was my first experience with this particular story. 
I love it. I mean, that's the thing. I, I do think it's sincerely difficult to get yourself to read. Like, it's to me such an intimate story about like the internal questions of a teenage girl. So I, I'm so happy to hear that it hits so hard for Ryan and Greg. Yeah, it's and, beautiful. It's just really well done. There's some stuff that's yeah. happened in my life over the last three years that. Yeah, Ryan. Do you want to? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to <laughs> focus on any part of your life where you're suddenly like? He hit what puberty. Is, what is the world of little He hit girls? puberty, finally. Yeah. <laughs> I, finally, <laughs> bud. I finally got my girl pubes. Uh, <laughs> Mikey G, you are next. What do you want to do here? Well, people knocked out the ones I definitely wanted to knock out. Mm. Put one and back I, in and knock it out. No. Nah, oh. Uh, I'm going to take out all of us strangers and Woo! hope that's not one that you secretly loved. Oh, oh, you bastard. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> And I'm going to put in, no, mm-hmm. I, uh, but a movie I have seen and fucking love and more people should talk about it. And God damn it. Comedy's good too, folks, is theater camp. Theater camp deserves to be talked about. Theater camp is hilarious. One of the funniest movies of the year. Easily. You got Ben Platt. You got one of the non-main girls from Booksmart. You got <laughs> IO. Molly Gordon. Uh, you got uh, Amy Sedaris, the kid from American Vandal. It's so fucking good. You got IMDb. Well, Mike doesn't, but everybody else. Party does. Hardison. <laughs> no, I'm just staring Party at your Hardison. faces. And she kills it. She kills it as always. It's a it's a hilarious movie, and you know what? It's got a lot of heart as well. <laughs> and it's Hell nice yeah. to see uh, Joe American Vandal like yeah. cast in something else because he's so perfect in American Vandal, and then he kind of been unused since then and uh in a movie with a ton of two-dimensional characters he has more of a three-dimensional character and he usually gets the 2d characters yeah so. yeah for just because sure. he has that face but man thank god <laughs> mike's not last right <laughs> thank god greg gets a turn <laughs> yeah, here man <laughs> <laughs> uh, my turn again who's is it greg's it's my turn yeah um ryan what is what is the rule about me just un like exactly undoing <laughs> like i don't want it not in like a non-aggressive way uh-huh. we're like in a generative like oh but no and like no just i'll take it like aggressively un- undoing the bad decision mike just made don't don't you think like the movies uh deserves that that's called a gregsive and yeah you just say exactly <laughs> yeah. what you just said <laughs> yeah because like that was a biggie that movie that just got taken out i haven't seen it but like just sort of like i in the research i did i don't think we want to miss the opportunity to vote that movie out almost at the end of this sentence because it's not going to actually make it anywhere past uh this but i still think it deserves i don't know to be in the bracket sure so do you also, want it's very true, right? Because really, aren't we? Uh, aren't we all just strangers? You know, like even the people that you know the best, aren't you kind of all just well, strangers? I didn't think we were, but now that you reversed me, <laughs> I guess we fucking are strangers, Greg. No, 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 no. <laughs> of, course, of course not. That's the thing about this movie year, though. Isn't this all just mutant mayhem? You know, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of ooze. This podcast is ooze, ooze. a lot of the, ahs. The, 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 Don't walk away from this podcast thinking the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie was not very good. I mean, this is the, probably the definitive Ice Cube performance, and I'll just leave it there. <laughs> uh, so you want to just control Z, what Mike just said? Yeah, I want to do all of us strangers, and I want to put it there. I loved Theater Camp. I loved it. It was so good. There's so many movies, um, and not all of them have to be like the important, most important movies um, to be successful. And Theater Camp was great, and it was important. Like the comedy is important to us. I'm sure it'll live with us for a long time. Um, 
but I think we're looking for we something maybe toothier, something we can. And dig you're into. a bigot. And I am an anti-comedy bigot, yeah, because because comedy is something that uh, I pay a lot of attention to. I just naturally assume it is somehow deficient. Otherwise, it wouldn't have anything to do with me. Um, so then, yeah, I'm not going to give it any credit. Do you guys remember when that movie Boys flopped last year and Billy Eichner knocked on every door and mm-hmm. said, told us all that we hated mm-hmm. comedy? He called me a homophobe to yeah. my face. That was, Did he really? That was right. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I was like, you live in California. I don't know your life. <laughs> so glamorous. Did you yeah. see my movie? No. I don't know You're what a kind homophobe. of, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you did those man on the street things all the time. Yeah. So it kind Actually, of tra- tracks, I hope right? You know, like, it is crystal clear in my head, like, what that interaction, that could have happened. Did you right? watch my movie? <laughs> yeah, You're and, like, you cowering, like, feeling so guilty. Yeah, I can. So- it, I meant and then he just it sprints like, down the block. Always number 10 on the queue, and then I just, yeah. you never get to number 10. There's always something new. Get Billy, I'm sorry. Despite him being in movies, though, I feel like Billy Eichner is one of those guys that when he tries to leave New York, he hits like an invisible wall and bounces back. <laughs> like, yeah. a, he can't get out. Totally. There's no escape. <laughs> All right, we have our 16 movies that are moving on. We kicked out two of them. Passages and Fallen Leaves, I'm sure you're good, but you're foreign, so... Passages is so good, dude. <laughs> Passages is so good. Uh, I believe it. I believe it. But the truth is, I, I just... I The p- one I wanted to kick out wasn't allowed. Yeah. Same. And we'll get to it later. Oh, yeah, we will. Oh, shit. <laughs> Knowing Kate, it's probably Barbie. Your first battle <laughs> yeah. is Killers of the Flower Moon... Your number one seed versus Fremont, your number 16 seed. Kate, does Fremont stand a chance here? Absolutely not. (laughs) 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 Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, it's it's a wonderful watch. I wanted to recommend it to all of you because it really is great writing and really wonderful performances. Um, But it it simply cannot compete with the scope and scale of Killers of the Flower Moon. As the uh, top 10 list started rolling in, Top 10 lists work in a certain way where, like, you have six spots that are all the same movie as everybody else, right? And then you've got, like, one spot that's a blockbuster because you want to look cool. And then one spot that's, like, a, uh, you know, underground movie. And then one spot that is f- a movie like Fremont. And I kept hearing about Fremont more and more and more and more. So hopefully it gets on some sort of streamer at some point so we can watch it. Yeah, I think that is the the question at hand but we'll go to you first kate Wh- which movie are you thinking um between one and 16 yes but hmm. well, i killers of the flower moon Nate? <laughs> yeah yeah killers of the flower moon and mike fremont brave always mike greg yeah gotta be killers of the of the flower moon big and movie killers moves on number eight movie is holiday classic, instant classic, The Holdovers. Hell yeah. Versus number nine, what is 2023 without Barbie? Nate, I'm going to start with you. Um, did The Holdovers, how much did The Holdovers surprise you here? Uh, I was blown away, honestly. I watched it last week. Um, I don't expect with my age and cynicism to be caught up in a movie like this that seems like, oh, it's a, like, I've seen this movie, right? It's not too far from similar movies that I saw in the 80s and 90s. Um, but it's just, it, it hits all the right chords. It's really sincerely about people 
who are lost and who need to find their way. And there's nothing more heartwarming than watching a couple of people like sort out their shit together and part company as better people. And that's what this is. And it's like, I, I watched it after the holidays were over and still felt the spark of like Christmas and childhood and all these things come back. It was, it was fantastic. Plus like fat Tate Donovan's in it. That's interesting uh, for the OC crowd that loves what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's in the movie very briefly, but he's in the movie. He's a dick. And Paul Giamatti eats it in now when he wins golden globes. So you gotta love that. <laughs> I'm all right. Let's throw it to everybody. I, uh, is there anything though that can take down Barbie right here? This is just such a bad draw. It feels like for the holdover is a really rough, mm. really rough first round draw. There was well, this year was de- defined by two movies that saved movies, and yeah. so I think we it is hard to get rid of one half of the Barbin. Spoiler alert: I'm not going to say the second half because that's coming up. <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's interesting. Uh, yeah, the idea of saving movies um, with when it, in regards to Barbie, because mm-hmm. I think that on balance, um, going forward in like fifteen years, which of these two movies will be something that families routinely watch together? The answer is the holdovers. That is like an emotional gap that was so perfectly and pleasantly filled. Mm. It's not overly. It's a nice story about nice people doing nice things without being overly <laughs> indulgent. And I think that there is something very difficult about that formula. You feel so safe watching that movie. You trust the filmmaker. Alexander Payne is, of course, I love his films. And so um, I think that that is, in many ways, the better movie. However, I think the better discussion and the movie that defined 2023 is Barbie. And I really want to get into that with you guys. So, you know. That's it's gonna swing a certain way, but I don't think that that's gonna be necessarily the staying power of the film. So it's like, what if holdovers is like, what if Ted Lasso was good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like it had all that stuff that everybody said about Ted Lasso, but like it didn't feel thin and manipulative. You guys uh, remember those trailers for horror movies where they would show the audience instead of the movie? Uh-huh. Yeah, like show them jumping. Uh, yeah. I want to see that for the holdovers. Like going back to what Nate was talking about, where everybody goes in with their arms crossed. Yeah, and then at what point during and then the holdovers, you get like a gentle smirk. Yeah, are they like? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Look at these smirks. I love this yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, I agree with everything Kate said. Let's go to a vote. Greg, holdovers versus Barbie. I just want to say about Barbie that um, it's going to feel like what moves it through, and it's probably true, is like the its popularity and success. Also very good. Like, like uh, uh, Holdover's exceptional movie, probably in a, in a lot of ways the superior movie, but um, Barbie's still very good. And so with that in mind, I vote for Barbie. Mikey? Barbie! Kate? Barbie. That's it. That's it. Nate, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. I, what I, I do want to say... I do want to say briefly, I think that an important thing about the Barbie, uh, the Barbenheimer phenomenon, because everybody said it? says... Oh, now everybody knows Heimer's on the list. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's all this talk about how these films saved movies, and the truth is, is no, people and virality saved movies, and you could do this with anything, with the kind of savvy bullshit that people do on the internet. Um, you know, not that holdovers necessarily would work the, the exact same way, but... Uh, we could mash up all kinds of stuff yeah. every summer. To be and fair, it's a combination of people and huge budgets and huge yeah. marketing budgets. Like the marketing budget for Barbie was almost the size of the film's budget. 
Um, but you know, hell yeah, marketing not saves to, lives to, and yeah. saves movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she can do it all. <laughs> Speaking completely objectively, <laughs> <laughs> somebody unattached to marketing, isn't it the best? I saw uh, a couple weeks later, uh, two movies came out in the same weekend, and AMC tried to do it again by combining a double feature with Saw Patrol. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tried to do Saw X and Paw Patrol Hell on the yeah. same day. Uh, did not go as well. Uh, your number four seed is May, December. Your number 13 seed is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Mike, this is a, uh, a podcast full of nerds. Yes. But it's, I would say, a podcast full of Hanes heads. We all uh, respect Carol and Haynes oeuvre here. What's this? Yes, we like? love Todd Haynes. We love Carol. Uh, you know, I imagine we all love Julianne Moore. We sure. love Julianne Moore. <laughs> Those same nerds who love Spider Man also love Reggie from Riverdale. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never gonna not mention that. Uh, look, Spider Verse gave us Paper Vulcan, Paper Vulture. That was awesome. Mm. Let's talk about May, December and how Spider-Verse can kick rocks. You made it here, Spider-Verse. Isn't that cute? (laughs) Go ahead. I did. I think Uh, I did it. I thought we were supposed to be very quick and succinct here. Yeah, but we don't want to be too reductive. Spider-Verse is a good movie, right? Yeah. You think it was good? Yeah. But maybe, maybe we're not like as blown away as we were the first. It's well, it's also hard. Like when you like redefine animation and blow people away with a thing you've never done before. Uh, Sony makes a good Spider-Man movie that you can't do it a second time. You have to like outwow us again. And they just didn't have that. Let's be clear. Sony makes a good Spider-Man movie that has Spider-Man because they also made like (laughs) Morbius and right. My favorite Spider-Man movie. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) My second favorite coming out soon. Madam Web. Remember when people made fun of Morbius for so long that they made it? They were like, should we just release it again? And then like eight people saw it the second time. It's Morbin time. It's uh, yeah, I also am. I, I mean, this is stupid because we're on a show right now, but like I'm a little bit hesitant to talk about May, December because I love it so much and we're going to do a show on it soon. And right. I want to. They told your story and you loved that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, my wife is 74. And. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A young 74, though. Oh, yeah. She can get it. Uh, she can definitely get it, as she tells me. Um, but yes, uh, great achievement, but May December is why I go to the movies. Yeah, it's like it's, it's designed to be talked about. You, exactly. Yeah, you want to have big, that... long conversations about it. Yeah, I. I that is a movie to chew on i wouldn't necessarily say that it's uh i don't know i go back and forth because i i do love i love that filmmaker i love everyone involved in that project but um it, it does toe the line in a really brilliant way of of this kind of like melodramatic mm. soap opera mm. um i you almost aren't totally confident in the control the film has over the story it's telling but it's so baked into the way it's yeah. telling the story i i'd love to talk about it with you guys so yeah i mean like it's cheese but it's like that real expensive stinky cheese you know yeah, yeah. that stank got that good stank on it they say craft singles it's like, yeah they meant to do this that's what you keep saying like every 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 choice <laughs> yeah. the movie makes like they meant to do this this was a choice this is for me to think about my response to. <laughs> yeah. Your number seven seed is Poor Things. Your ghost Lanthimos's uh, movie about a doll that comes to life like Barbie. What? what? Those two should fight at some point in 
the movie bracket, not in real life. Uh, your number 10 seed is uh, hometown hero Kelly Reichert's showing up. Nate, Fuck. months ago, I declared, or I predicted, not declared, that Poor <laughs> Things would be this year's movie of the year. Does that affect your voting at all? I, yes, absolutely. I, I am always listening to your <laughs> predictions, and uh, I mean, I, I read what you say on the internet to determine my horoscope. I don't even believe in astrology. It's all I did. I said this in to uh, Mike and Greg in the privacy of my own home. That's I have people everywhere. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? It's me. I texted him. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. pays me weekly. We're, it's we're Sicilians. It's a thing. We yeah. gotta uh, we gotta keep uh, it together. We'll stay in touch. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we do have a strong Sicilian contingent in oh, here yeah. today. Like we always do, yeah. we're invading. Oh, we're going to break Ethnic your legs. Ethnic majority, hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, you guys have like all of this connection to like mafia and shit, and this is how you use it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. <laughs> My poor. This is how we show you that we're using it. We're doing <laughs> yeah. a lot that is behind the scenes. So much soft power. <laughs> Ryan, I liked showing up. It is an interesting movie. It is a challenging movie it's slow and it definitely works against your conventions of like when scenes would cut um and like how much narrative force is exerted by the the make the filmmakers on the audience but i think we should say that that this is a diehard record fan saying that it was a slow right not like a first time record yeah i (laughs) love i love record and i i think that she is exploring the space of slowness and making allowance for herself and for the performances of her actors. i'm constantly exploring the space of slowness (laughs) every morning but it is a challenge for a modern uh audience in some ways i think it's a it, it's a challenge this movie uh wants to defy conventions but not in an in-your-face way in a very like just uh matter-of-fact way but it's interesting and the the choices that it makes i think are ultimately pretty fascinating um it's a shame that it, it went it's going up against what feels like one of the really big movies especially for this podcast because it's it's a little hard to argue against um, poor things, I think. To even though I saw showing up, and I and I, I, it gave me a lot to think about. It just feels like, um, I don't know, like it's not going to be as fruitful as our discussions about poor things could be. It, it's a lot like look at this part of the sky where there's fireworks, or look at this part of the sky where there's no fireworks. Like yes, that part of and the sky is that. beautiful. And think yeah. about that. Yeah, it's and like when people when people say like um, when you listen to jazz listen to like everything that's not being played. Um, and that notion is very fascinating to me, but like I would rather listen, I want to listen to the music that's being played. And I, sometimes this movie feels like it, when it starts to get really entertaining, it, it, um, I mean, it is entertaining. It just doesn't like maximize entertainment and in a way that's challenging, I think in 2023. And I think that challenge is being like given to us by Reichert. Um, and it's just, it's hard to live up to it sometimes. My phone's right there. <laughs> okay, so Lanthimos versus Reichert. Uh, a really harsh battle for us. Uh, Nate, let's start with you. Poor Things versus Showing Up. I, I'm going Poor Things, yeah. I like I like Yorgos. I like Frankensteins. I'm in. <laughs> Sexual Frankenstein. Starting you like Frankenstein mm-hmm. stories, yes? Not <laughs> monsters. I mean, sure, yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> I was referring to the family. I love the Frankensteins. <laughs> Great family. <laughs> They're good neighbors. Greg? 
The whole time I was watching it, I was hoping someone was going to go, I guess this is showing up, and nobody <laughs> does. So I'm going to go with Poor Things, because there's a chance somebody does in that movie. I guess this is <laughs> Poor Things. <laughs> Mike? Uh, it's what my favorite director up against the director of one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. But I have to... Your ghost, he touches the weird part of my heart, man. I fucking love that weird Greek. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. Poor Things moves on. Your number three seed is early 2023 uh, favorite for best picture, Past Lives versus number 14, All of a Strangers, a movie that was kicked out of the bracket and then brought back to life by its hero, Greg. Uh, Past Lives uh, is the story of two kids who fall in kid love and then are separated. But it's real love, Ryan. They're kids, but they fall in real love. Okay. So they're both groomers. <laughs> They groom each other <laughs> like monkeys do. And then uh, they reconnect on Skype years later. All of Us Strangers is about a guy who uh, tries to reconnect with his past as well. These movies are identical as all movies are. <laughs> uh, Greg, we'll start with you. You explain to me how these movies are identical, but don't use the way that I said. <laughs> uh, you know, is our past a real thing and how are we connected to it um what reality binds us to the people we were so long ago that that person has a child now um i think that past lives spoke to me because um i was my heart was always ready for love and when i was really young i think i was still um ready to fall in love with somebody um and so when i saw a movie about that and then those people being pulled apart and then finding their way back to each other a couple different times but then life you know a lot of life happening in between those it's just such a profoundly beautiful haunting movie um and i don't know i probably for me this is probably my best movie of the year okay probably don't need to vote for greg then um (laughs) All of Us Strangers is uh, quickly... The stock is moving up. Um, we have Hot Priest, who mm-hmm. is probably going to get some acting nominations here. Uh, well-deserved. Excited to see it. Also, uh, Paul Mescal from After Sun. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. After Sun? After Sun. Uh, he's also uh, Gladiator 2. I believe that is his character's name in the film, Gladiator 2. Cannot wait to see those two together. All of Us Strangers. Anybody have any more thoughts about this before we go to vote? What, one thing yeah, that, I have some pretty strong thoughts. Go, Kate. let's do it. So, Kate. no, Greg, Greg, don't worry. The strong thought will stay. What was your thought? <laughs> I just wanted to say, since we haven't like to- totally talked about what All the Strangers is about, one thing that is sort of interesting about All the Strangers is he like he goes back to his childhood home, and his parents are there, the age they were when he was a child. Uh, like the age they were when they both died. And the movie preview tells you this. So the, the the idea of like what's real and what's not, which was like so much of movies this year, you know, what is reality? And we even had a movie called Reality. Um, and so I just think that, that that's an, an interesting like side note about what that movie is about. And it's very like forward about that. That's, that's what goes on. There's something magical or um, a little um, reality breaking about what, what he's going through. Um, I think that of all of the, uh, I I think this is the most unfair bracket 
on the table tonight. Um, just because these are two incredible movies uh, that moved me very, very deeply. And that, like we said, are speaking about very similar things, um, but in, in different ways, very different lives that are being returned to. Um, there, you know, past lives is nostalgic in a, in a very truthful way um, and in a very beautiful way. And it's such a, a beautiful depiction of language in cinema and in understanding. And um, I will also say that it's some of the most perfectly paced dialogue I've maybe ever seen. Mm. Um, the conversations that you see take place on screen feel exactly like the conversations that would play out in real life between real people. Um, absolutely beautiful. All of Us Strangers is my favorite movie of the year. It's the most moved I've been by a film in a very long time. Um, and it is a more transgressive film um, for how gentle its beauty is than I think I've ever seen. I've never seen um, gay male love depicted so earnestly, erotically, um, tenderly, um, given space. You know, like Even just seeing two men touch the way that, that Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott touch in this movie I have literally never seen um and all of that is is combined with a beautiful chemistry between those two actors and such a like perfect performance by Andrew Scott um it will have you it will have you like headache slow hot stream tears crying in the theater um because it, it's it's fundamentally both of these movies are movies about healing um and about the the hard journey of being an adult trying to do that. Um, and I think that All of Us Strangers is the movie I went home and told multiple loved ones, you need to go and watch this and like process it. Because I think that it's providing something that I've never seen provided before on screen. Uh, so I cannot hype this one up enough. It was definitely a good year for uh, hot gay sex in the movies because Passages, one of the Hondo ones that we kicked P. out, had mm-hmm. a, a lot of just like very like um, straightforward hot gay scenes in it, and it feels yeah. like that that's some level of equity is finally being achieved there. Totally, and and I think that especially with um, with gay men, I think it's very difficult to escape the trappings of the male gaze in certain ways or not even the male gaze as it exists in the world but as it exists in cinema um and this is one of the first times where i saw like the tender slowness of Mm. of of the the vulnerability of being touched and touching and of both emotionally and physically um so i i think we all need a yeah i'm excited to talk about this one with you guys but all right (laughs) you're not (laughs) Your number three seat is <laughs> yeah, Past but. Lives. Your number 14 seat is All of Us Strangers. Greg, where are we going? I That impassioned plea was was wonderful, um, but I think <laughs> I'm going to go with Past Lives because I saw it and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mikey? I was moved uh, by the slow beauty, as Kate described it. My vote is for All of Us Strangers. Yes. I love that. <laughs> I love the tempo you talk with when you're voting. Mm. <laughs> it's the slowest I ever talk. <laughs> Kate? All of us strangers. Nate? I I only saw Past Lives, and I really love that movie. I love the concept of Inyun and the idea that you pass by people and have entire strings of history with them. And, uh, it, it, it's, all, it's all beautiful. It's very... It's difficult. That movie... 
Past Lives has some of the most interesting non-dramatic relationship conflict or non-melodramatic relationship conflict mm, that I ever saw totally. when I watched it. I remember the, the first thing I said was like, it's amazing to see the boyfriend or the husband not freak out because of this stuff. And instead they have like a adult conversation in bed mm. about this is where we are and I feel vulnerable and I'm going to tell you that and you're going to tell me it's okay and we're going to open up to each other and move past it. Um, it's yeah, it's really tough. I'm going to, I'm just going to throw it to you. You have to vote. It's past you. Lives for me. Oh, I don't know what I was about to yell at you. The amount of uh, <laughs> trust that Celine Song has in her audience as a first time director to not fill her conversations with all of the sparks and whistles that so many first time directors think movies have to have, right? That like, no, we have to have screaming. We have to have throwing glass. We have to have uh, vases thrown. And like, that's why we don't have nice things. Like the amount of trust that she has is I think phenomenal. I have to just say to everyone, including myself, please go see all of us strangers as, as soon as possible. But uh, I, Past Lives does move on. Mm. Fair. So it's a great it. movie. I look forward to talking about it. I think you guys are going to see all of us strangers and, and feel equally strongly. All right. But that's for another day. <laughs> and still, we have not talked about the movie that you hated, Kate? No. Oh, Okay. No, uh, we have not. Oh, I know what I it is. I have a guess. Yeah, you yeah. know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your number five movie is The Zone of Interest. Your number uh, 12 movie is new to the bracket, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. The Zone of Interest is a Holocaust movie of a sort. Uh, sorry, Sandra Holler. It is uh, Jonathan Glazer, the guy who did Under the Skin and Sexy Beast. And are you there? Huh? And delocated? That's uh, the guy who... That's uh, the dentist from Parks and Recreation. Yeah. (laughs) John Glazer. John Glazer. What Um, a career. (laughs) I'm sorry I do the things I do. Yeah. (laughs) Their names are the same. I I do get them mixed up. I was... Yeah. When I saw that, I was like... No way! <laughs> and then I looked. I was like, "Okay, yeah, no way." <laughs> He's also the guy who puts uh, donut frosting all over bathrooms. <laughs> Gross! Awful. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> uh, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. We've already talked about. Uh, so let's talk about the zone of interest, guys. What is an award season without a movie set in World War II? Mm. How but this is interesting because we? it's like people building their dream home, like adjacent to. The concentration camp that like the family members work at, or it, am I getting yeah, that right? They go Heavy. to work and uh, do whatever you do at a concentration camp, and then come home and build their house with the money they earned. That's mm. what the money's for. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the money's for. <laughs> wow. Versus, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. A heartwarming tale about embracing change and growth in an unsteady world. You don't right. think so? All movies are the same because that's also what the Nazi families do. <laughs> <laughs> just trying mm-hmm. to build a home together. Mm-hmm. Um, I I know that he's only made four movies. The fourth one that we didn't mention is Birth with Nicole Kidman, where she thinks that the uh, spirit of her dead husband is in a little boy. Oh wow! Um, but I do think that he is one of our best filmmakers. I think that Under the Skin is like, uh, along with Annihilation, is like the most the two most influential sci-fi movies we've had in this 
in the 2000s. Um, so yeah, I think that anything he does needs to be moved on. You know, I just think that like, I know that the premise is scary. I know that it's going to be hard to watch, but like, and I know that I really wanted, are you there God to uh, be in this bracket? But like, I just think that Glazer is that big of a talent, but we shall see when we look at Greg, where are we going, Greg? Uh, I loved Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. The, the performance of the children in this movie, very impressive. In fact, we had a lot of good uh, child performances this year. Um, but I'm so interested in in Zone of Interest. Um, and it just feels like a very important movie. And um, again, another one of these movies that would, would be really nice to talk about. And that's what we do. Mikey? I'm so glad that we've moved beyond like, yeah, has, Legally, we have to have a World War II movie in the Oscars. <laughs> but I'm glad we've moved beyond uh, Nazis bad. Uh, and let's... Well, we have not moved beyond that. What's your position We still totally think that, though. Yes, yeah, 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 yes. But I'm saying it's not a movie's job to only show us how they're monsters. To be uncomfortable and seeing how these monsters have human lives is going to be, like I said, uncomfortable and fascinating. Do you know mm-hmm. what? Like as as much as a voice as Glazer has, it does sound like we're getting to your ghost movies this year. When you hear that premise, yes, mm-hmm. oh for it? sure, mm-hmm. totally. So, Mike, you're going for zone. Yeah, my zone of interest is on zone of interest. Okay, Kate. Um, you know, I I saw this uh, yesterday actually, um, and it's it it's it fascinating. A lot to chew on and a lot to talk about. It's hard to uh you know it we have two german films in the in in this episode that we're working on right now and i know i'm not supposed to talk about the next bracket but it's definitely informing my Mm. decision in this moment um i'm really just in the zone of interest but i also think that uh are you there god it's me margaret could be a fun mixture a slightly uh different take on best movie of the year so i'm gonna throw my hat in that ring are you get there god it's me margaret Nathaniel. I think that movie of the year is too apolitical most of the time. And (laughs) talking about zone of interest can only provoke a deeper discussion about what's happening in the world right now uh, with wealth and uh, proximity to lack of wealth and uh, all sorts of things that I'm not going to, I don't have to get into it right now, but I'm saying if that's what you want, zone of interest. (laughs) That is a, a good point, Nate. Most listeners uh, write in and say, my biggest complaint is, I can't tell your guys' politics. You guys yeah. really keep that under a hat. <laughs> Most listeners are like, did you guys vote for Trump twice or just the once? <laughs> uh, he's still our president, thank you. <laughs> we, ha- we, have the, we have the badge of honor of the word woke being used in our reviews. <laughs> All right, and finally... It comes down to this. Your number six seed is Anatomy of a Fall. Your number 11 seed is Asteroid City. And I have no choice but to start with Kate. One of these movies is her favorite movie of all time. One of these movies is her least favorite movie of all time. I cannot believe how little I felt 
or even really saw watching <laughs> Asteroid City. Oh yeah, she I, likes uh, she likes emotional attachment. It's got to be. I Asteroid like City. emotion. There were no stakes in this film. Not only that, it's not really that pretty of a film. And I'm from the desert. I have very very strong <laughs> feelings about a beautiful rendition of a desert landscape. Um, it's harsh on the eyes. No, I don't care about anyone's journey inside of the story and it's so frustrating because i rewatched darjeeling limited this year and it's like oh yeah remember when wes anderson made beautiful films about real people living through real experiences and it meant something to those people and you were moved watching it um that used to be his thing and it's so frustrating to see an auteur basically uh, what i got out of that movie i could get out of an influencer like scrolling through their feed mindlessly. It's a matching aesthetic throughout two hours and that's it. So fuck that movie. Absolutely over it. Anatomy of a Fall is an incredible movie. And of all the movies I watched this year, including Barbie, it was the movie that made me the most, I felt the most like a woman while watching it. I had like my mother's indignation watching this film and being like, yeah, I I bet they fucking thought that, or I knew that they you know, like, you know, like, like the frustration I had, the secondhand feelings, the catharsis I had watching that film uh, was incredibly profound, um, incredible performances, and a really great plot. So I'm going Anatomy of a Fall. I Ryan, have seen- you you said Ryan at one point um, that like the the French legal system is depicted in this, and Saint Omer is like. They just get in a big circle and just like chop it up about what they yeah. all think happened. Man, that was such an apt description of this movie. That well, you know what I learned because my boyfriend is a clerk. He's who <laughs> just graduated from law school. Is that the French uh, legal system and the American legal system are very different? In that, in France, the judge is the arbiter. They're leading the investigation mm, versus wow. in America, where it's there is a the the controversy or like there's a back and forth between the two litigators who yeah. are like having a conversation in front of the court the court is the one um actually investigating these crimes um and so that that's a very weird thing i think as an american audience to see how the prosecutor this and the judge wear matching red robes and it's yeah. like damn they're awesome. that explains <laughs> they're something on from a that team movie. yeah <laughs> so is the show in france called law equals order <laughs> yes exactly uh I mean, like, when Greg and I was kids, like, we would go see a movie or whatever, and then we'd go into a 7-Eleven parking lot and just, yeah, just hack it up for, like, hours Mm -hmm. just doing nothing. That's what French court is like. Just like, (laughs) what are we talking about right now? Like, let's just do this. like, they'll just be like, okay, now I want to say what I think happened. Okay, like, let's move through this in, like, a procedural way. Like, why are we listening to what you think might have happened? What what value is there in that? Nobody was there, so we can only just sort of all spin out yarns about what we think (laughs) probably went down. Thank you. I've seen Rashomon. I know how this works. I saw, (laughs) before we vote the inevitable winner, um, I saw Asteroid City twice because in the theater, uh, in between trying to... like quiet my wife saying, "What is this? Like, what you were gonna say?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we all did. Um, <laughs> I I I watched it again because I knew like it was just a yeah, purposefully tough nut to crack. Mm-hmm. And uh, the second time, it broke apart a little bit. But like, if we're gonna even get remotely close to like Kate's new uh, thesis about movies she likes, like uh, it's Margot Robbie, the star of Barbie. Uh, her scene is it. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's it all stems from that and the further you get away from that scene either like literally in the time of the movie or um like from what that scene is trying to say the movie is just like it's all sort of 
thesis statements with his weirdness attached. And that's just so different than what I love about him. And I've listened to podcasts and read so many essays and articles about the people that love this movie. And I get that they do, but I can't, it can't, it, it's just not opening up for me. Yeah. Why, why do you guys think uh, so many people are saying this is like his return to form that this is his best in years? And- it, no, it's a new form. A yeah. return to form is crazy to me. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, he this is him like fully embracing artifice and exploring mm-hmm. the uh, purposefully, intentionally exploring the non-human elements of his art, I think, and pushing it into the most abstracted planes possible. It's just it personally is that as appealing, you know, a, a prospect as what he norm, you know, what he normally does. Outside of being appealing, is that the most effective art? Is it yeah. actually making me think about things in a different way? I think it's I a matter so. of like he's he's maybe bored and he's wanting to create a metatextual version of his own work to yeah. show that like, hey, I'm disconnected from what I do now because I just do this that you wanted me to do and it no longer means anything. So uh, I'm like the all these genius kids that have to go to the desert because they're not accepted anywhere, I guess. I don't know. It's yeah, I, I don't think it was a bad movie but i definitely uh i came away from it like oh this is perfect for uh, a hipster bar that plays this behind the bar on a screen with no sound and i just yeah, see an this shit happening speed. and i go like cool what what's the jeff goldblum alien doing okay cool that's good i'm glad i've these jack and cokes are cheap so this is fun you know <laughs> i mean to me it's like watch synecdoche you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, I'm much more interested. I don't think that necessarily his, like, meta conversation about narrative and about the construction of a film is the is the best version of that I've ever seen, like, even uh, a little. Yeah, I think see, the, I the, think the, the they... closest he gets is with the sort of meta conversation around the connection that people make to characters in film in that you can't connect to any of his characters and they can't connect to each other and they don't seem to connect to the script or to the frame narrative in which they're supposed to be real people connecting so it's sort of this like hey we're all just really fucking disconnected and maybe that's 2023 in a nutshell but it's not the one that i want to remember see well then watch all of us strangers watch past lives (laughs) the problem is i think that like uh people there's a certain type of person who think that schenectady synecdoche i can never get it right i I think i said it wrong schenectady the key. I wish it was. Pro- I wish it was pronounced synodoche because that looks like such a nice <laughs> fun synodoche. word. But it's synodoche. really, it's really not. <laughs> it's like a uh, Brechtian version of the whole, or a holdovers version of Brecht, where mm-hmm. like it comes with all the warm fucking feelings and the point written right there for you. And so mm-hmm. what Wes Anderson has done is he's taken all those warm feelings out. And he's made it like really complex. But I would say uh, what I would argue after reading and listening to everything I've read and listened to is that the critics are just as fucking bored as Wes Anderson. So they're like, Mm -hmm. finally, someone has like tapped into my ennui and I don't fucking like (sighs) I think that this is like sort of like a long way around me arguing that I get it. But I don't care that I get it either. And ultimately, I probably don't. You know, like, mm-hmm. I think that it's just, it's too far. And uh, I'm voting first for the first time. Anatomy of a Fall. Kate? Anatomy of a Fall. Nate? Yeah, Anatomy of a Fall. All right. That will do it. Eight movies are done. In our final film bracket, 
Killers of the Flower Moon is facing off against Barbie. May December is fighting Oppenheimer. Poor Things is fighting past lives. And the zone of interest is fighting anatomy of a fall. Mm. That's Ooh, good brackets this year, guys. I'm excited. This all feels films. like it turned out how it was supposed to turn out. Um, Fix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adam Silver was somehow involved. Uh, the NBA did this. But yeah, um, I think it was worth it to do this, to talk about those movies and that we talked about. Uh, please go see all those movies that got ki- some of those movies that got kicked out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, does anybody right now have strong feelings about a winner? Anatomy yeah. of a Fall. I I I I think we're gonna get so jazzed talking about an Anatomy of a Fall, a movie you could literally talk about for probably like twenty five to thirty hours and still leave the conversation. And be like, we didn't even talk about that one weird scene. What was that? Um, so yeah, I think that that's what it's gonna be. You guys yeah, have- I'll second Greg. I I think that I mean all of these films are going to be worth talking about. Are going to be really in- interesting to have a conversation with you guys about. Um, but especially that last bracket, talking about I think the merits of Zone of Interest versus Anatomy of a Fall, um, and and the ways that these stories are are conducted. Uh, I, it's going to be a lot to chew on, and it's going to be conversation I haven't heard yet. So I'm I'm really looking forward to having that with you guys. I having podcast with Greg, Mike, and Nate for a year. Just, Nate, just put Mondo Gecko on. You don't have to put the whole movie. We'll find a way to get Mutant Mayhem back in the bracket so and have fun. it win. So <laughs> we need to be vigilant. We Point need to of be order, strong. Ryan. I'd like to make a procedural amendment to get <laughs> Mutant Mayhem put into the bracket. You'll see my French court. In order. French court. French court. <laughs> yeah. I love his vibe. <laughs> Maybe we should, like, be heroes instead, bro. <laughs> uh, that is it. That is our eight. I'm very excited to uh, watch or rewatch all these movies and dissect the shit out of them with you guys. Uh, that's it for us. We will see you in a couple weeks. That's it for the preview show. Thank you to Greg and Mike and Kate and Nate and Taylor and Cassie and Caitlin and McKenna and everyone who uh, took all of these works of art and treated them like shit that we took... <laughs> And broke over our <laughs> knee and barely considered for not for just, uh, just for minutes. Um, uh, my name is Ryan. For all the pop filter here, we will see you next week.